0: Hey.
1: You guys sound great tonight, and you can have a seat. Well, hi, hello, Merry Christmas! What a special thing to be able to gather on the 25th. This is awesome. Have you guys had a good day? Well, Merry Christmas again. There it is. I was hoping for that, Melanie. Hey, hey, hey. Um, I was in Tulsa this morning. I was with my family, my brother my sister-in-law, my niece and nephew, my parents, my other sister, and hanging out and enjoying my time. And uh, we started a new tradition this year. Uh, But before I tell you that tradition, I wanna explain something else that kinda dates back to my childhood. So this is a shepherd. This is part of the nativity scene that I was given as a kid. When I uh, asked for a nativity scene as a kid, it was actually my mom who was kind of pushing me to ask for this because I kept playing with her glass one. And she was really nervous every year when I was playing with the nativity scene and making all the characters act and so on. And so I finally asked for one myself. I got this whole nativity set. It's in my office now over there in the other building. And I love it because it makes me think back to childhood Scott who for some reason loved playing with the nativity scene. And my mom, when I was home yesterday, the day before, she said, hey, could we start a new tradition this year? Could we use that old nativity scene? And for your niece and nephew, little Bennett and little Hallie, could we like put up a little puppet show and like use your childhood nativity scene to act out the nativity for your niece and nephew? And we did it. And it was the only time all day long that Hallie and Bennett were like focused in and quiet on something. It was a miracle. And so I think it's gonna be a tradition in the Jones family household that Uncle Scott uses his childhood nativity set uh, to do a puppet show for my niece and nephew. Back at middle school service about a month ago, we were talking about Advent for the first time and one of our students raised her hands and she said, why do people who are not Christians also celebrate Christmas sometimes? It was a unique question, and it's, it's kind of been on my mind the whole Christmas season, and especially lately, looking back at all of my, uh, the, the posts on social media from all my friends, uh, many of which from college who aren't believers, who don't know the Lord, and seeing how many of them are celebrating Chris- Christmas. And I've been realizing that there's something about tradition, there's something about tradition that people are made for. There's something about doing the same thing year after year, gathering together that people are made for, that they love. Because even people who don't celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ often celebrate the holiday of Christmas, or at least part of it, and gather together and they have their own traditions. So thanks for gathering with us tonight. I wanna partake or continue to partake in the traditions of prayer and of liturgy, and of singing, and of teaching together, and how special to be able to do that on Christmas Day, Christmas night. Um, But before we pray, just two quick announcements. So uh, it's the end of the year, Uh, the gift is still open, Uh, fellowship has for many years been able to be a very generous place where people have given especially lots of money at the end of the year to go toward many things that the elders pray over Uh, able to support partnering organizations as well as other needs that come up Um, this year some of that I'm sure will be going toward Bentonville as well the Bentonville plant Um, so if you'd like to give end of year giving is now and you can go to the gift on our website to follow those links to give Um, Also, next week is another one-service week, because next Saturday is New Year's Day. So next weekend looks exactly like this, 5 o'clock service, everyone in here, and then we'll be done after that. Family service, bring the whole family, we're going to celebrate the New Year's together. Hey, let's partake in some tradition. Will you stand? I'm going to pray over us before we go back into worship. Hannah Holly, one, one of my friends um, who might be here tonight, I'm not sure, but she's been writing some prayers for our congregation over this Advent season, and we have our last prayer tonight titled Christ the King, our last Advent candle. We've talked about uh, peace and joy and hope and love, and on Christmas, we light the Christ candle celebrating the King who has come. So I'm going to read our Christ the King prayer over us before we go back into worship. Who is this king, clothed in majesty and glory, whose living, dying, and rising redeemed the story? Who is this king, who at just the right time gave his life as a ransom to win back his bride? This king is Jesus Christ, the king of kings. You called us yours, and you clothed us in your peace and joy and righteousness. You took our shame and our guilty life. The cross declared, there's no more strife. Now we are free. There are no chains that bind us to unrighteousness. The old is gone. We've been renamed. We've been recreated by your grace. Christ Jesus, our most high King. There is no other that is holy. There is no other that is worthy. Forever yours will be the kingdom Yours will be the power and yours will be the glory. We offer ourselves fully to you as living sacrifices. We bring our hearts before you. We worship and adore you. Be enthroned upon the praises of your people. You deserve our praise here in this moment, Christ Jesus. You'll deserve it every passing day until you return in your glory. And you'll deserve it for all of eternity. Jesus Christ, King of all kings, thank you for coming. You're changing everything.
2: Kiddos, will you just like yell right here if you're here right now? If you're a kid, yes! Yeah. Okay, we need your help tonight, all right, guys? You're here for a reason. Okay, and it's not just that we don't have kids' church tonight, it's kids' churches in this room. So let's sing, let's get loud tonight, okay?
0: Joy to Here we go.
2: to tell them why. Scripture says that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And I might think as well, uh, for the joy set before you, Jesus, uh, you came. Among us to breathe our air to get to know us, and how we love you for this. Amen. You can be seated.
3: Good evening. Christmas to you <laughs> hey, buddy. January first of this year, uh, my family of uh, four littles and my wife and I packed up a small suitcase because we were going to go uh, visit my parents for a couple of weeks while uh, while we renovated some some parts of our house. We uh, had a, a, a pretty modest goal you know we're going to do just a little bit of work, swap out some appliances and uh, maybe uh, freshen up some grout here and there, maybe paint some things. And uh, as things go, uh, it was uh, an ever-increasing project with uh, ever more difficulties. Things kept breaking or uh, not quite going like we planned. And so uh, we found ourselves slowly moving in. We ended up spending 99 days at my parents' house. They are saints. We love them dearly. Uh, but it it was a very different packing procedure for moving in. We brought one one kind of bag there, but leaving it was so much stuff being loaded back into the cards. Bedding and and uh, all the stuff that had ended up in cleared out closets for us. So we had space to to you know, real settle in there. It was uh, favorite cookware or dishes that we wanted to like be able to prepare food with. It was just, we moved in. We really moved in and that changed the the way things went. And in moving in, um, we we had a, a different experience than had we just shown up for a visit. Uh, visiting is fun grandparents house if you don't live with your grandparents and you get to visit your grandparents it's so fun and and the adventure of that for our kids is is exactly what you think it was it's just uh, life at 100 miles an hour, new toys or old, old my old toys that are now new to them. They're so excited about it. It's favorite foods. It's very few people saying no. Uh, it's it's just so so much fun for them to be in that space. And, and so uh, when I think about moving in, it's it's a distinct thing. It's a special thing. And so when we think about Jesus moving in. We call it the incarnation, in, like as in coming into the world, and carn, carnal, like carnation, like the, not carnation is a flower, but the flesh, the carnality, the, the meat and bones of a person. He took it on, stepped into the world, and we're better for it. Let's, let's look at a, a scripture together. John 1, sorry, one fourteen. The word became a human being. He made his home with us. We have seen his glory. It is the glory of the one and only. It's something different that God didn't visit us, but that he came to be with us. He made us, his home with us. Um, I was struck by this once when I was uh, just kind of browsing the artwork of a, a guy that illustrates for the, uh, the Rabbit Room Press. It's you might know of them, they, they do the every moment holy. We've read some of their prayers and service before, but one of the illustrators that does stuff for them uh, had a simple painting. It's a silhouette of Christ sideways uh, with a stick and he's poking a fire and it's night and it's just like what I do when I'm in front of a fire. Like I can sit and stoke a fire for hours and something about seeing this Jesus in that place just made me go like, uh, it, like a light bulb moment of just, he. He took on flesh, and he sat many nights, I'm sure, because he didn't you know, flick off the lights at home. It was sitting around a fire, poking and prodding at it. There was something about him being human and man in that space that just felt profound to me in a way that it hadn't before. When we tell um, the story of the Garden of Eden, kids, who are the people that we talk about there? Adam and Eve, and it starts good, and then what happens? What's the, what's the bad part of that story? They sin, they sin, they fall. The, the, it's the fall of mankind. It's the the tainting of humanity, and they leave the garden. God God is gracious, and He gives them the things uh, that they need to care for themselves, and He says, I'm, "I need you to I need to move you out of here." But the incarnation, the birth of Jesus, is not Him saying. I can't be around that. It's him saying, I'm gonna step in wholly into that. Totally God, totally man uh, in, in the most profound of ways. So let's, let's read the Christmas story. We'd be remiss not to. Out of Luke chapter two. In those days, Caesar Augustus made a law. It required that a list be made of everyone in the whole Roman world. It was the first time a list was made of the people while Quirinius was governor of Syria. Luke is giving us all kinds of names here. Names are really important because names tie you to historical people. So he's giving us the facts we need to know. This this happened, this was real, this is a big deal. We can keep going. All went to their own towns to be listed. So Joseph went also. He went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea. That is where Bethlehem, the town of David, was. Joseph went there because he belonged to the family line of David. He went there with Mary to be listed. Mary was engaged to him. She was expecting a baby. While Joseph and Mary were there, the time came for the child to be born. She gave birth to her first baby. Now, silent night or not, there's two camps there. Of it's a silent night because it's it's uh, it's quiet and it's you know and out in the stumble the the tumble down stable right, or it's a loud night because there's animals and it's a birth and that's a whole other thing. Uh, and in 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 some ways, I think it's most profoundly a silent night because the first coming is a, a baby in. A no neck, middle of the middle of the woods kind of place. I don't. That's the phrase is not coming to me. But that he's just out in the middle of nowhere. He's this little dumpy town, this little baby. Uh, I, I looked. I was. I was watching the uh, world calculator. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but it's it's a running tabulation of how many people are born in a moment, how many people are dying in a moment. And I started a timer for ten seconds, and and there were forty four births right now today in ten seconds. That's crazy to me. So I I wasn't aware of any of them in that 10 seconds and they just slipped into the world. And yet when he comes back again, which we're all waiting for, it will be the exact opposite of a silent night. It will not be a sneaky slipping in. It will be announced triumphantly and we will be celebrating and glorying in his return. So very different. I'm looking just with deep anticipation for that. It was a boy, it says. She wrapped him in large strips of cloth, and then she placed him in a manger. That's because there was no guest room where they could stay. This baby from heaven has moved in with mankind. If you've been doing the, uh, the family devotionals out of the Advent booklet, there's the bookmark that has the prayer on the back of it. I don't know if you've looked at it, but... It's a rehearsal of the name Emmanuel. When, when the, the caller says Emmanuel, the people respond. God is with us. The nations have been doing it. We love it. It's the only, the only reason we keep doing it. It's the only reason that it's still on the postcard is because I say, this is my favorite thing we've ever done at this church. I'm gonna make sure it keeps being a part of the fellowship rhythm. And so we keep putting it on the card. So, but God is with us. God is with us. And what does it mean then that God is with us? Just the first ones that came to mind from where I was, where I was kind of turning this over, was that sin no longer has the final word. Sin no longer has the final word. With with the birth of Christ, there is hope for something else, something better. Separation from God doesn't have to be permanent. That's so hopeful to me, so hopeful that we can join him and live in him. Let's, Let's look at John chapter 15, verse 4 in the NIRV, the nerve, we call it in the elementary services. Remain joined to me, just as I also remain joined to you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain joined to the vine. In the same way, you can't bear fruit unless you remain joined to me. And, and to pick up on the moving in, making home language that we've been kind of teasing here, let's look at the message together. It says this, live in me, make your home in me, just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined to me. Jesus came to make his home with us, but we have to stay and make our home with him by faith. And, and so with the Natsa's, the six of us, we moved out of my parents' house finally, April 9th, my wife's birthday. We moved home kind of unceremoniously. We kind of surprised us, and we were suddenly at home, kind of shell-shocked. What just happened? And all we've got bags to unpack now, and we kind of miss our Roommates are like the people we were just doing life with. We we miss the meals and we don't miss the laundry. They had way more laundry than they'd had in years. I mean, just we we missed being there. And and that's not the story we have in the scriptures. God doesn't move out. Sure, sure, there is a resurrection of Christ after his execution. There's a resurrection, but the spirit now lives in. Them believers. God hasn't moved out, he's actually moved deeper and further in, closer still. God is with us. So what can we do? Let's let's make room. This year let's let's make room. Let's dig out the push things aside and 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 in the same way my parents had to clear out closets and push furniture away and make some pads on the bed for all the kids, let's, let's make room for the Spirit in our life. And I just kind of in a fast brainstorm pulled some ideas out here. Uh, and you might have any number of them. But uh, last year my family, uh, I think I talked to you all, uh, we were going to start this devotional book together. Um, and I think one or two of you said, ah, we're interested, sure, we'll follow up. Uh, exploring the Bible together by David Murray. We made it to the halfway point in the year, and so we're not making any new decisions. We got another half a book to read this year. Maybe we'll we'll finish before the new year. Maybe we won't. I don't know. But uh, you know, pick pick something that can get you going in a trajectory of making room, making space, uh, creating those things. Maybe it's uh, you've not been in community or you've stepped out of community and you just need to find some people to be faithful with again. Pick somebody, find somebody, ask for some help, and let's get you meeting with people. Maybe it's uh, you have stepped out of serving and you feel like there's just nowhere where I put my hand to the plow for the kingdom of God. And maybe it's at church, maybe it's somewhere else, maybe it's in your workplace, maybe it's in your neighborhood. Fan that to flame, pick that thing and, and go for it. Uh, maybe it's uh, just the disciplines. I, I know we revisit that rhythms book. It's online. You can download it for free, look at it, uh, pick a discipline and just go, you know, I'm gonna practice this for a little bit. Something about memorizing or meditating or something about just celebrating. I need to pick one that, that I've been down and I just need to celebrate. Um, or maybe it's it's in a little bit of preparation uh, for uh, this next year. We're gonna spend the, the first uh, four weeks of January looking at Jonah and the next couple of weeks looking at Ruth. And so maybe it's just crack those books open and start reading and start saying, Well, God, what do you have for me today looking at Jonah then? Reading in those in those texts. So, irregardless of how you choose to make the space, we have an opportunity, friends and family, to make a home with Jesus. Jesus says, made a home with us in us his birth is such a clear evidence of that jesus was born to make his home with us and by trusting him we make our home with him as well would you pray with me and then we will uh, we'll sing another song together god thank you for the birth of christ and the hope that comes with it the joy that we have in reflecting on that day and all the days since that uh, the, the way has been made for us to be with you. You are with us and we can be with you. As we uh, as we have maybe some downtime, uh, maybe not uh, between here and, and January 1st, uh, would you use the next week uh, just for some reflection, uh, give us the opportunity to see in our life the things that uh, maybe we ought to, push aside for, for the making of space uh, that we would, we would more welcome you into our heart, into our life, into the work that you can do in us and um, make make room for, uh, for you here. We're grateful for the cross. We're grateful for the manger. Uh, we're grateful for the eternal throne. And uh, we're looking forward to the day you come back again. We love you. So we've spent a month lighting the hope and the joy and the peace and the love candles. And now tonight we get to light the Christ candle. The Jesus Jesus
4: candle. Yes.
3: Now who, what do we do? What do we do? Where do we take the news Let's treat this song, this... Hi, Lucy. I'm glad you're up here. Lucy's gonna lead us. Woo! We're gonna, we're gonna sing Go Tell It On The Mountain. That's the only thing we can do with News This Good is go and shout it from rooftops, yell it out the window out of the parking lot. I don't care what you do, but find it. Find somebody that needs it and share it out loud. We love you. Let's sing. And hey, let's sing. Hop on up.
0: Cheers.